Welcome back to another Gentleman's Briefly. Uh, this is, you know, a shorter episode, um, you know, other than we do on the regular feed. We kind of hit up some different topics. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about Pokemon again. And if you listen to the previous episode, you will know we did Generation 1. We are now moving on to Generation 2 Pokemon. Uh, oh, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Jordan, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, but today with me, we have a special friend uh, to the podcast, big friend for sure. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself. What's going on? My name is Roy Redman, longtime listener, first time caller. Honored to be a part of this. Always yeah. wanted to do something like this. Uh, yeah. Excited. So Roy is uh, definitely a friend to the podcast. And I actually tapped in with Roy. I didn't realize he was a big Pokemon fan. And so oh, yeah. once, I, once I found that out, I knew that I had to get Roy on. So. Big Pokemon fan. Been a fan since like 1999 when I first was playing on the old Game Boy Pocket. Hey, that is a great segue because I was going to ask you, Roy, what is your history of Pokemon? Where did you get started at? Uh, so I started initially with like just the cards. Never knew how to actually play Pokemon. <laughs> but I had the cards and I was like, oh, you know, this is cool. Designs are cool. As a little kid, you know, anything that catches your eye you're all in on uh from there i transitioned over to the actual games on the game boy i never had a game boy when i first started so i borrowed a buddies and mm -hmm. we just started playing first game i played was crystal i believe so i kind of skipped over gen one and started with gen two and then fell in love from then on and have played almost every game since man i would definitely say so i had i mean i know i said on the last episode but i started out with pokemon red and i moved to yellow but as far as Gen 2, I actually had Silver first. And I remember, you know, playing through that, beating that. And I remember when Crystal, you know, released, because they didn't release it. They didn't release at the same time. And I thought no, I Crystal think was like a later, brand yeah. new game. And so I ended up buying. I was like, oh, this is the same game. Just a you know, <laughs> couple of different Pokemon on there. Yeah, a few exclusives. Yeah. So well, that's pretty cool. Um, what's your favorite generation? Just curious. Tough question. Tough question. I want to say Gen 1 because, like, as from the anime, that's, like, what started it all. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, what I find myself going back to the most, I would say Gen 3. I love I everything about Gen 3. I feel like the Pokemon were at their all-time high because you had the Generation 1 and 2 combo in there. Mm -hmm. um, so, 3 just because of 1 and 2. So, it'd be hard to say just 3 by itself. I got you. I think... I know I'm always I'm always a big Gen One fan, but sometimes I feel like Gen One could be overrated. Is be, maybe because like that's what we grew up on. Yeah, it's um, definitely nostalgia factor. If I didn't have to pick Gen One, I might go. It might be Gen Two, um, and we'll kind of get into it uh, when we do the episode. So, with that being said, you know, kind of like we did last episode, me and Roy were going to pick six Pokemon that we believe to be our favorite. And as I said before, this is an ever-changing list. So you could ask us the same question another day and some of these Pokemon may not be on the same list. Yeah. So it was it's tough picking it down to just a, a finite number. I was like, man, this is going to be tough. Oh yeah, for sure. So with that being said, uh, no particular order, Roy. So we'll just let it fly. Um, you know, we'll introduce the Pokemon and kind of tell what you like about it. Uh, I will start it off. And at my number six spot is Lugia. Okay. So Lugia for me, I think is like, well, one, the anime, the movie. I, that that was like the biggest, the biggest oh, thing. Pokemon 2000. 
Yes. And like Fantastic I remember the, movie. the bars, the 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 girl was speaking ashes. She was like, uh, the world will turn to ash. I was like, oh, she's talking about the world, you know, burning down. And then she's like, no, like ash, like ash catching. I was like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> and just seeing how Lugia, you know, went through the legendary birds and it was just like, and also the design of Lugia. So like we know that Lugia is a like flying type Pokemon, but when you see it actually swim in the water, you can see like, oh, this bird is actually meant for the water as well. Yeah, that's a torpedo bird for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Lugia, yeah, just from the design and the anime, and even on the gameplay, like gameplay-wise, like I always pick Lugia. Oh, obviously, like I said, I picked up Silver. So I picked up Lugia. Like I, I didn't even have no interest in Ho-Oh at all. Um, although it was cool to see Ho-Oh, you know, first episode of Pokemon. But, yeah, that's my number six spot. What about you, Roy? I Number six, I have the water starter, the final form for alligator. Okay. So for me, I'm actually a, I almost always start with fire Pokemon. I, I think fire Pokemon are my favorite, but playing through Gen 2 a couple of times, man, for alligator is just top notch. He was just an absolute tank of a Pokemon. Uh, and it was just the map style. The water Pokemon just played so much more well. And I think it just looks the best of all three final evolutions. It's just a giant ice fight. It's not ice fighting, but like it's a water ice looking alligator. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Like you said, I'm always a fire start as well. And I did go fire in this generation. But as far as like oh, yeah. the looks of the Pokemon, I will say Froligator looks better than uh, was it Meganium and um, Tysplosion. Yeah, I'll say I definitely started the game out with Cyndaquil, played it through. Then after I like actually played it to like, you know, level everything up. Like I gotta go, you know, tote it all into for alligator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not a bad choice for sure. Not a bad choice. Honestly, this is I think one of the stronger uh, of the three starters too, because they're all solid. I mean, Chikorita kind of soft, but Meganium solid. Yeah. So I don't want to go too far off topic, but as far as the water type starters, would you place this in your top three water type at all starters? I say it's. Top two. Top two? I got I got it. Blastoise number one, right? Absolutely. Okay. I had to make sure. I had <laughs> to make sure. All right. So my number five is actually Tyranitar. Um, Tyranitar for me is, oh. uh, people don't know, I am a, I'm a big Godzilla fan. And Tyranitar just reminds me of Godzilla so much. Um, I like the design of it. I mean, this big, huge, you know, bulking Pokemon. I didn't think the typing was going to be a rock type when I first saw it. I figured it would be a ground type, but that, to have was, it, that threw me in for a loop when I saw it as a rock. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think just the massive, like the bulkiness of the Pokemon looks great because you see it start off as kind of like a, like a little Lavatar and then it kind of goes to the intermediate stage or a little Pupitar. He's like, okay, what's going to happen? And it just becomes like this massive, massive Pokemon. And then it even gets the mega evolution, you know, with the mega Tyranitar. And the spikes come out. I feel like they really, they really hit for that Godzilla design. Yeah, um, especially with that Mega Tyranitar. I'll say, with Gen One, you kind of had like, uh, you know, with like Weedle and Caterpie, you could. I'm not a huge fan of Butterfree. I feel like it was just like a soft way to go. But I like, I love Beedrill. So yeah. whenever he went into Pupitar, I was like, man, is he going to be a soft evolution? Or is he going to come out, you know, like a boss? And when they released, like what he released or what he came out as, I'm like, okay, this is awesome. 
Yeah, because we don't see too many like that intermediate cocoon type stage. Like you said, you'll see the the weedle going to the cocoon, or you see the butterfree uh, going to the other one. Uh, Metapod. Metapod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this might have been the third time they did like the cocoon evolution. Yeah, which is fine because I mean, I mean they're just a cocoon. Like they're, it's honestly a pretty boring Pokemon. Yeah. Like yeah, it's definitely no something you slap the EXP is. share on and you just battle and just get it leveled up. You can't do nothing with it. Yeah, that that EXP share. Boy. <laughs> the the old the older older generation, we know how hard it was to evolve Pokemon back then. Now it's pretty light work. Yeah, you just get one. Yeah, if you're lucky. So, what's your number five, Roy? My number five is Houndoom. Ooh, okay. I okay. love again big fire uh, fire uh, fire guy. Jeez. Uh, and he's a fire dark. So, I mean, those are just game changers right there. He's got a high speed and a high special attack, which is huge for me because when you're battling Pokemon, obviously the the faster speed, you're going to go first. So if you're going against somebody you might have an issue with, hit him with a nice special fire attack, and you're going to hit first and you might knock him out. Yeah. He's got a lot of critical hits, so you can make him flinch on there. And, I mean, just look at Houndoom and tell him he's not a cool-looking Pokemon. Oh, I 100% agree. I Dude, 100% agree. He literally has horns, a pointed tail, and skull and rib exoskeleton. Like it's one of the most heavy metal Pokemon out there. Oh, for sure. And even the little the little hound are like such a cute Pokemon. If I had Dude. that in real Ooh. life, I would love it. I uh playing it, I always capture two and I kept one as a Houndoom or a Houndor. Because I'm like, yeah. it's just so cute. And you have to level up the Houndoom. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you right there. Houndoom is definitely a favorite. And spoiler alert, you might see that on my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. So, okay. Okay. My number four is getting into the legendary dogs for me. Um, I feel like, you know, the first generation had the legendary birds. Mm-hmm. So now with this generation, we got introduced to the legendary dogs. And my favorite out of the trio, kind of like you said, I'm always, I've always been like a fire guy. So for me, Entei was the number one choice. Solid and choice. Once again, I mean, we he was on the movies. I believe he's been on two of the movies, actually. Um, just such a solid, solid design. Like for wow. me, it's like if you give me a really good design, like I'm all for it. Like I am all for it. And his design, I think out of the three, in my opinion, was the best ones. Oh, his, by uh, far. His by main kind of like the main kind of going down his back almost look like a smoke cloud and then you see yeah. like the gold emblem on the front of his head um, that mustache fang thing he had going on too yeah so cool. yeah and yeah i i want them to do more uh kind of with kind of with these pokemon because i know on uh was it sword and shield they gave the legendary birds like another form like the galarian form mm-hmm. i'm i'm interested to see if in the you know in the future games will they give another form to these legendary beasts the legendary dogs I hope so, because like you said, spoiler, you might see uh, this one up here. <laughs> he's uh, he's up there. He's a, he's one of my favorites. Okay. What's but your number four, Roy? My number four is Teddy Ursa. Ooh, nice little cute yeah. Pokemon. That's literally the first thing I thought of when I was looking. I was like, oh, it's literally a teddy bear. Like, how can you not like a teddy bear? And just to kind of tie into it, like, I mean, Ursaring is a problem. Oh, for sure. Absolute problem. Like, even today, like, how many, what generation are we in now? Like, seven or eight? Uh, Nine, I believe. Nine. So, like, even today, they're like, if they need to distract the main cast from whatever they're trying to achieve, what do they throw in the woods? An Ursaring. 
that they definitely did that with the last game um, that released the Legends of Arceus. They gave it a different form, and it was more like a primal bear. So you know how the Earth Ring like stands up on two feet. Yeah, you know, this Earth Ring goes you know four toes down. Man, you just they're just so cool because they always catch you and like, oh look at the cute little Teddy Ursa, boom, Earth Ring come in. But for me, like I like Earth Ring, but I feel like it's just. Something about Teddy Ursa just takes it over for me. Just so cute. Just knowing that it's going to be a problem. And, like, it's never seen as, like, a, a shy Pokemon. Like, there's so much confidence in him for such a little dude. Yeah. I agree. And I feel like it's definitely, like, if Pokemon were real, like, I can see a bunch, a ton of kids, a ton of kids just having a little Teddy Ursa as a pet. Just because they're just so cute. You got to get him the, uh, what is it, the Everstone? Make sure you know you don't want your kid. Oh yeah, you keep up them there from evolving. Yeah. Have you ever used? Up. I you did. Used Everstone. I never. I never used the Everstone. I always sold it because like, well, I don't want to do it. That's like I said earlier. Like uh, for Houndor, I kept it on Houndor because I wanted to keep him as a Houndor. Yeah. Um, but because you know, I'm sure most people know who are listening to this. Each Pokemon has a set trait. I can't remember what Houndor's two traits are, but there's one that's like super uncommon. Mm-hmm. And so I would always just try to, you know, catch and release all these different Pokemon, try to figure out who has the right, I think it was like sunny day or something. Um, but if I caught one that didn't have it, I'll just keep them and throw them with the Everstone just so he wouldn't evolve. And I would just keep trying to find the other one while still trying to, you know, complete the Pokedex. I would definitely say with the, with the introduction of like abilities in Pokemon, that was really good. Cause like you said, yeah. some Pokemon had different abilities than other Pokemon and kind of when we first were playing these games, like we didn't really know about abilities or anything. Um, so that was definitely like a good thing that they added in there. And people definitely go hard for like trying to get that right ability along with, you know, the, the right stats. Oh, dude, people will sit there and turn off the game after a save and go for hours trying to get the right one. Yep. yep. I never dove in too deep, but I definitely did, you know, spent like 30 minutes trying to catch the right one. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, I've never been, like, one of the hardcore trainers where I uh, got to make sure all my stats are correct. But I, I feel like I do a good amount. Like, if I have a Pokemon I know I want to kind of focus on special attack, you know, I'll kind of raise it to focus more on, like, special attack over, like, you know, regular attack. Um, but I never went too deep in. Same. Kind of side topic right here. Uh, as far as, like, the games go, when you first played, did you always get rid of, like, the growl or the tail whip and you just wanted attack oh, yeah. moves? Oh, Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't want no growl. And then you start actually playing, and you're like, man, growl's actually pretty nice. And see that's, tail whip. And, Ooh. That, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like when we were younger, we didn't we didn't have that that knowledge of like how to really truly battle. Yeah. We were just like, all right, give me the strongest, give me the thunder. I'm give me the fire blast. Yeah. Get rid of I think the only like stat move that I kept was like Thunder Wave. Oh, yeah, that easy paralysis. Yeah. Yep. And it says 60% success, but I feel like it hit almost every time. Unless you needed it to hit, then it never hit. That's the, that's how the game works. Yeah. I swear. <laughs> I swear that's how it works. It'll be like 95% chance, and you're like on, you're hit there at like 5% life. Like, <laughs> All right, here we go. It's, oh, it missed. Ah. Yeah. Okay. My number three um, is Houndoom. So, kind of like all the same reasons you said, Houndoom the design on this Pokemon was just amazing. When we were coming up with this list, there were three Pokemon that I knew were going to be on there no matter what. Tyranitar, Houndoom, and I haven't, you know, introduced the last one yet. But 
the Houndoom, man, that design is just killer. And then even with the Mega Evolution, I actually still prefer the, you know, the normal Houndoom over the Mega Houndoom. Oh, by far. It's just, it just looks so good. And just like, that's one of the Pokemon, like, I feel like there's some Pokemon, like, okay, if this was in real life, I don't, I couldn't imagine how it would look. But with Houndoom, I can see how this Pokemon would look because we have like, was it based on like a Doberman? Like yeah, it we, looks just like a Doberman. Yeah, so we have these Dobermans in real life. Just give it some horns, you know, give it a different looking tail. I can see this Pokemon here in real life. Oh, I I would run away from one. If I saw it as a kid, I'd be like, nah, that's a Pokemon. <laughs> For sure. And uh, the one thing I don't like, though, and this is this is just a stupid reason, but every time we, we see a Houndoom, it was always with uh, Team Rocket. Yeah. I'm like, oh. come on, man. Let me get a hero with a Houndoom. Like, you, you guys are out here making Houndoom look like the bad guy, just as, well, just as his design. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely like a uh, Ozzy Osbourne type of character, but yeah, I mean, it kind of fit in the theme. Like, they wanted him to look like just a heavy metal Pokemon, and, you know, little old Ash and Misty and Bro. I guess don't really fit the fit the bill for it. Yeah, yeah, that's real tragic. Okay, what kind of how you said with uh. You know, you said Tyranitar. My number three is actually Larvitar. Mm, okay. And okay. kind of the same tie-in with uh, Teddy Ursa. It's just so stinking cute. Um, but the final evolution, again, is just an absolute problem. They just wreck shop, used today as just distracting everybody, getting in the way. Um, but the biggest reason why I have it, my number three, is the anime. Just made you fall in love with Larvitar. It was just so charismatic and so damn cute. Yeah. Everything is dude. You're just like, ah, oh, dude, that's so such a cute little dude. Yeah. And one of the so whenever I play the game, uh, I was actually playing through what team was I think it was Omega Ruby. And I have a I have a specific squad, and I always start out with um I have to get the Lavatar because I want to get the Tyranitar. And I always have to get the Tyranitar to learn the um uh I'm going mind blank. What's the move where oh. you, you throw the rocks on the ground and they stay up there and they, they hurt people? Whenever you um, I know what you're talking about it's kind of like yeah. spikes, but it's the rock tomb. No, not that no, one. That's not rock tomb. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So that move, I have to always set up that move first. I have to get the have to get to get the rocks down there. So whenever you switch, you're gonna you take get, a little yeah. damage. And then on top of that, the Tyranitar would know sandstorm when it whenever it comes in. The ability was sandstorm, so you would get hit from the sandstorm, and you would get hit from the spike from the rocks. And yeah, that was my combo. So that's another reason why I always had to get a Lavatar. He had a lot of solid move sets, and I feel like, I mean, I'm basing. If I were to play a game, I would definitely not keep a Lavatar. But if I were to like, if Pokemon were real, I'm definitely taking a Lavatar over. Yeah. Uh, just it's just so cute. Like it's it's just we can't deny it. It's cute. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's funny. Like, I'm as we're talking about Pokemon, I have an app where I have it's like a Pokedex app. Dude, a Lobbytar weighs 158 pounds. It's only two foot. <laughs> that thing is massive. Hey, maybe it is a rock. It makes sense then. Yeah, that thing is. I massive. didn't realize they're so heavy. Yeah. Okay. So, my number two is uh, Steelix. Oh, Steelix was so close to being on my list. I went back and forth. Steelix is a super solid design, man, especially from the evolution of Onyx. Onyx was cool. I, I enjoyed Onyx. But then once I saw the Steelix, I was like, Ando coming back. And then they introduced Mega Steelix. Oh, man. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to have this. Like, 
it, it's it's a giant metal snake really i mean it's, yeah it's, it's funny it's like anytime you ever see it it's always floating in the air um i feel like it's not ever on the ground uh, which is one of the things i always thought was funny about it um but just yeah i don't know on the game like i always eventually had to pick up you know onyx get the metal coat just to get the you know the steelix was it the uh was it a trade evolution or was it using a metal coat and level it up i believe i believe is the metal coat and level it up okay uh yeah i looked it up real fast yeah you have to have oh actually you have to trade and have metal coat yeah you're right okay that's what i thought because i remember i never because i always borrowed somebody's i never had like that friend who i could trade pokemon with and trade back to like get all these trade evolutions so i never actually finished a pokedex and this was one of the biggest hindrances was because you know you needed to trade some of these pokemon i'm like how am i gonna get the steelix and when i was sat down and thought about what to put on my list that was kind of the reason why had I been able to pl- actually play with it, I think you'd be up here like number two, number one, because I love everything about Steelix. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned like the trading back and forth on the previous episode. We I had a friend, Jermaine, and he ran to the same problem when trying to get a Gengar and like a Polyrath. Oh, man. It's yeah. like, yeah, it sucks. Like back then, it's like if you didn't know anybody who had the game or if you didn't have a trading cable. The cable, dude. You can have luck. the same game. You can both have the same system you don't have that one little cable you can't do anything there's yeah. no online yeah i'm telling you man these kids nowadays they don't know how good they got it yeah it was a struggle we had to actually grind we were pokemon trainers they're just pokemon enthusiasts yeah for real <laughs> all right what's your what's your number two my number two surprise surprise is entei okay the first pokemon movie i ever watched is pokemon the movie three which is the one where you know, Entei was talking. Uh, yeah. I think the little girl, like, her dad got somewhat involved in, um, I can't remember the exact storyline. but like, It was like, did he, like, transfer his mind into Entei or something? It was... So it I was think something. he actually, like, died. And, like, and he, he died in, a tr- in, a, in, like, a cave trying to find, like, Unknown. And uh, Unknown, I guess, like, possessed these secret powers. And, like, the daughter went to go find him. And... I guess they like saw that she was really hurting and wanted to help her. So they created his like being into an Entei. Mm, okay. And so it was her dad was literally Entei. So, I mean, that's kind of what I thought Entei was to begin with. Then I found yeah. you know, Entei is just like an actual Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought it was really cool that, you know, other than Meowth, he was like the first Pokemon that we saw talk. And as, you know, 10 year old, 13 year old, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No, agreed. Um, I mean, I already told you, like, Entei was definitely my favorite. I remember the rumors, it was like, uh, back then with the three dogs, it was like, there was a Flareon that died and became mm-hmm. the Entei, and, like, the Jolteon became the uh, the other one. So, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty funny just to see how the movie handles it versus how, I don't even know how rumors even get started, but versus, like, the rumor that we knew. Oh, the Pokemon lore is so in-depth. Like, it's up there with, like, Star Wars lore, I feel like. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. But again, just massive, massive fire, uh, fire Pokemon fan. It's a dog. Love dogs. I mean, it's best of both worlds right there. Yeah. Okay. So my last choice, and this was the other choice that I knew was going to be on my list no matter what. Out of all of the Eevee evolutions, by far my favorite is Umbreon. Such a nice, simple design. The all black, but then you have like the gold, like yellow glowing rings all over his body. 
such a simple design, but such an amazing design. And I definitely want to say, I think it was my first dark Pokemon that I had. And it was like back then, the only way you're at, well, even, even now to this day, the only way you're able to get it is by, you know, evolving at nighttime. Yeah. Which makes sense. I'll say I was a big, I liked the original evolutions, mm-hmm. but uh, Umbreon and Espeon were like, when they released those, that's when I kind of like dove all in on Eevee. I was like, okay, Eevee's actually pretty cool that they're still finding, you know, to, they might still be releasing new evolutions today. It's 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 been a while since we had a new evolution. Mm-hmm. The last one was the uh, fairy type um, ev- evolution, and I mean now the only ones that's missing is I think the fighting type, dragon type, ground type, I think that in a steel type. I think that's it though. So, but yeah, Umbreon. It was that. And it was also kind of like, I remember seeing a video of like an Umbreon. I can't remember. It was like an old video, but I remember just, you, you just see something like going across the bushes in the dark time. You couldn't see it. And then out of nowhere, you just see all the rings around the body just light up. Yeah. Like the Umbreon just appeared. I was like, that looks amazing. One of the best entrances of a Pokemon I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Definitely agree. So what's your, what's your number one for you? My number one. And I was a little upset because you kind of shot it down at first. Is Ho Ho? Oh, okay. I love Ho Ho. I think I mean the number one thing that I liked the most about it was I mean literally created uh, was it Raikou, Suicune, and Entei. And yeah. kind of you alluded to it earlier, like uh, those three Pokemon were killed in the uh, the Tin Tower burning, mm-hmm. and you know Ho Ho is just like you know what? No, I'm a, I'm gonna give these guys a new life, but I'm gonna make them you know one level up, two levels up. Yeah. And so it's like, well, Ho Ho has the power of resurrection, which they kind of just dropped in there. And as a kid, you don't kind of realize like how big that is. But like yeah. older now, I'm like, that's actually huge that he can do this. Um, yeah, but then also, real. I mean, I remember listening to your guys' episodes a while ago where you guys were talking about like your favorite uh like fan theories, fan conspiracies, whatever. Yeah. One of my all time favorite ones is uh why Ash never ages, and it has to do with Ho Ho. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. I do know that yeah. one. So you're talking about because you met him in the first episode. Yeah, because the legend states that, you know, those who see it are promised eternal happiness. And I mean, what brings Ash more happiness than uh, battling and adventuring with Pikachu? And so when he sees him in that first episode, that's why, he, like, that's what he's doing is he's most happy. So he's that age forever. And yeah. it explains why, you know, why Pikachu never ends up in anyone else's box. I mean, because honestly, Pikachu, kind of a weak Pokemon. Love the yeah. way it looks. Love the the design of it, but as far as like battling, it's it's subpar. Yeah, I, I definitely prefer Raichu or Pikachu if I'm being oh. honest. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, this Ash's Pikachu might be the most OP Pokemon ever. Like this thing. Oh, definitely. Like just beats. Well, it'll be uh, any type of Pokemon you put against it when it shouldn't. <laughs> exactly. It'll, like one hit KO a Rock type. You're like, well, that shouldn't. <laughs> According that shouldn't to the thing. lore, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it shouldn't be a thing. And it'll be like, like Thunderbolt. It won't even be Thunder. Like just a weak ass move knocks them out. Quick attack. That used to oh, that used to get on my nerves. Ash would be like, oh, use quick attack. I'm like, come on now. This ain't gonna <laughs> do nothing. Yeah. And just one hit K those and two. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Ash's Pikachu is definitely probably not even probably definitely is the no, most yeah. OP Pokemon in that universe. What's that uh what is it called? He has a uh, plot armor. Yeah, he's definitely. He's got the thickest plot armor ever. Yeah, people people complain about Goku, but no one ever says yeah. about Pikachu. Oh man. 
So another thing with Ho Ho is mm. I actually really like that. You know, we see him in the very first episode of Pokemon, but he's not a Generation One Pokemon. Like they they kind of tease him and then mm-hmm. release him with Gen Two. So like you're left this whole season being like, who the hell was that? Like what was that bird? Yeah, no, that that that's definitely a big one. Yeah, that you see him that first time, you're just like, what is that? And this is like when the time when no one knows Pokemon at all, and they no. just drop that in their first episode. Didn't say anything about it until way later. Rainbow flying bird. Yeah. As uh, far as battling goes, dude, Sacred Fire. Only Pokemon to know Sacred Fire up until I think it was like Generation 6. Yeah. Which made no sense. Like, so this thing, I don't know if you know the actual like move set of it or like the move. If Ho-Ho's frozen, it'll unfreeze itself and still hit Sacred Fire in the, in the same move. No, I did. I did not know that. Yeah, so if you use Ice Beam on my Ho-Ho and he's completely frozen, if I use uh, Sacred Fire, he'll literally unfreeze, hit you with Sacred Fire, and then you still have a 50% chance of being burned if you even lived off of it. Dang, no, I I didn't know that at all. Yeah, OP move that they didn't give anyone until Generation 6. And I think they only gave it to, like, Entei after that, like, Mega Evolution Entei or something. Yeah. I think, no, it was the remaster. uh, In Omega Ruby. Yeah, is when they released it and gave him to Entei. I was like, this is just the the greatest move, which is kind of unfair because it's meant to be the greatest move, but yeah, huge fan. I loved it. And I think I that's gonna, why I preferred Ho-Ho over Lugia. I was going to tell you, do you know how big uh, Ho-Ho is? Isn't he only like four feet tall? No, no, no. He's 12 foot six. Oh, he's with, huge. Yeah, weighing 438 pounds. Gee, see, I thought it was like one of those uh, Charizard things where you think Charizard's this massive <laughs> or Dragonite. Like you think, like you think they're huge and they're three feet tall. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Char- I always thought Charizard was huge. And then when you look at the Pokedex, yeah, he's only like four foot, five foot. He's like not big at all. You're like taller than Charizard. Hey, short kings rise up though. <laughs> okay. Roy, let me ask you, do you have any honorary uh, Pokemon? I actually have an honorable mention, but before I get to my honorable mention, I'm going to throw an audible in there. Okay. And I'm going to show- tell you about a Pokemon that I absolutely hate. From Gen oh, 2. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm interested to see this. And it is strictly because of the game. Other than this, if it never existed in the game, I would love it. But it's Miltank. Oh, God. Dude, the third gym battle with freaking rollout oh, was the boy. most annoying thing to this day. Like, I can play Diablo and be like, ah, oh, this is unfortunate. But you get to that gym and it just keeps hitting you with rollout. You're like, all right, something's got to stop because this is just not okay. <laughs> Especially I when I first started playing it, like, I mean, I leveled up only like one or two Pokemon. Everything, everyone else like six or seven levels behind. Getting one shot, so he knocked them out, and I'm like, "Oh, this is rap. This ain't good." <laughs> I would definitely say everyone who's ever played that game definitely 100 percent agree with you. Just saying, <sighs> yeah, Miltank was a freaking beast with that rollout move. It's like the more it hit you, too, the more powerful it became. And hit like eight times, like it just <laughs> wouldn't stop. I'm like, what are we doing? And it also didn't uh, the Miltank. It kept healing up, right? Didn't it yeah, he had a berry milk? on him. Yeah, Moo Milk. That's what it was. Yeah, that was. It's so like you'd get rough. get him down to one HP, and it should be like Moo Milk. And I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, I think Moo did 120 HP. That's how much you get back. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Other than that, I love. I think it's cool design. It's just a cow. Yeah, but man, that game made me hate him so much. I agree. I but agree. my honorable mention is Togepi. Nice little Togepi, nice little I, Misty's Togepi. Huh? I loved Togepi. Not enough to like ever, you know, walk enough to hatch it. I might hatch it every now and again, but mm-hmm. it's just so cute. The anime gave it so much screen time, so that could play into why I liked it so much. Yeah. 
Um, also, kind of off topic with still topic, I honestly think they created Grogu based off of Togepi, just like completely useless until the very last chance of survival. So you think about it, like, what is Togepi going to do? It wouldn't do anything. But then they're getting attacked like an Ursaring, and Togepi starts moving his little hands and like that uses metronome and yeah. saves the day. You know what? I'm not mad at what you just said at all. That <laughs> is a good point. Like I could see Togepi, like Grogu being created, you know, is like a Togepi. I'm not mad at that at all. That's a good just point. Being a, just a nice little idea. They're like, okay, this is a cool idea. Let's go with that with Grogu. Yeah. I'm not mad at all. Um, mine is a uh, crowbat. I love the, I love the speed on Crobat. Oh. I love the, you know, the four wings Game that they, they gave to Crobat. Um, I hated Zubat. I was okay with Gobat, but once they introduced Crobat, I was, I was like, okay, I'm in for this one. I'm in for this Zubat one. was almost on my list of ones that I hated just because of all the caves you got to go through. Yeah. And it's like, I am tired of looking at just every two steps. Boom, Zubat. Yeah, definitely annoying. You got any other ones, uh, honorable mention? As far as that, I actually wrote down no. Okay, I had. But, I was like, I got one more. I got Scizor. Oh, I'm supposed to get reason, two Scizors up there. The only reason I love Scizor is because I played the Pokemon TCG for a while, uh, and I remember using a Scizor deck, and I really enjoyed playing Scizor, and I like the design of it as well. Another Metal Coat Pokemon that you needed. I was say I wanted to mention this whenever you brought up Steelix, but like I thought Steelix to this day is one of the better. Uh, cross generation evolutions, um, yeah, and I think Steelix or not Steelix, sorry, Scizor is up there as well. Like, because Scyther is already a cool Pokemon, yeah. And then, like, well, let's how can we make this Prey Mantis with swords cooler? Let's make a metal with pincers, boom, perfect idea, yeah, agreed. So, um, well, Roy, I appreciate you for coming on the podcast with me, uh, talking Pokemon. Um, I love Pokemon, I love talking Pokemon, so whenever Ooh, I get a chance. It's been I'm an definitely honor. going to, you know, hit hit people up. Um, we we kind of don't have a way to end these episodes. So <laughs> what I've been saying is, I mean, we're out. We're done. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.